Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the time is, wherever you are. It's great that we can be together again, and we are here with our host, Sarah Ballinger from Capitol Hill Prayer Partners. Uh And we uh, just also need to add it's Thursday and uh, it's the 16th of December, getting very close to Christmas. So, Sarah, we just bless you with every spiritual blessing from above and we call you blessed with every wonderful provision of the Lord. So over to you and we just commit this call to you, Father God. Father, we come before you tonight, Lord. We're so grateful. We're so thankful for you in our lives. We're so thankful for these times to gather together. And we're especially thankful for our spy on the hill down there and Sarah and her team, Lord. We just so appreciate brethren who are willing to dig through the political dirt and come down to your heart and your purposes and your intentions over this great nation, Lord, and what you desire for the United States. Father, we pray you would give us open ears to hear tonight and hearts that will align with you no matter whether we understand exactly where you're heading or not, Father, our heart's desire is to align with you, with your original intention and your end-time destiny over the United States, Lord. We just turn to you now and ask that your Holy Spirit would lead us throughout the hour. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Capitol Hill Report for this month. Uh, for the Goal Watch. We're just so honored to join you each month and to hear your heart cries and to welcome you all to pray along with us for the great needs in our nation. I believe we've come to understand over time that what impacts America largely also impacts the world. And so by uh, being a blessing to our nation and to our uh, government and things we're struggling with here, we welcome your support in prayer and trust that the blessings will return to you and your countries as well. So praise God. I have several items to bring to you this evening. And we also welcome my new friend, Cassandra Watkins, who's here down in the corner with a big smile on her face uh, outside. She's over by the Supreme Court. Some of you recognize the name Regina Minor, who's been with me most months that we've done this this year, but Regina's not with us tonight. And Cassandra is going to hold her place. And we're glad you're here, Cassandra, and be participating along the hour as we move Thank into you. the hour. Yes, I have three or four items, Sue and Fred, that I'd like to bring to our attention and also welcome any other thoughts you all might have. This is family night and anything you'd like to share along the way or a burdens for prayer, please uh, just jump on board. The first main one is where I believe we left off last month, and that was what was called the Mississippi case at the Supreme Court. And Cassandra, if she could move over a little bit, we'll show you the quote behind her head there somewhere. There she is. So we were praying directly into what's happening as we speak and unfolding there at this time. Uh, you probably are aware from your own news sources what has occurred, but to bring you up to speed, excuse me, let me, let me just do this. On December 1, that was Wednesday, uh, about two weeks ago, 
what's called the Mississippi case came before the nine justices of the Supreme Court. One thing that surprised me that morning is this. I've never seen cases argued for as long a length as those arguments went. Perhaps Sue and Fred were in touch and, and understand that. Not just traditionally, but with the Supreme Court protocol, any case that comes before the justices, they only hear two cases each morning, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. And in that time, you have 30 minutes pro, whatever they're arguing, and 30 minutes against, two different attorneys. They stand down, you have the next case, 30, 30, and that's it for the day. And so it's a very quick run in a way. But what stunned me as I was watching the proceedings, the, the cameras were on, they allowed the public to view what was happening in the court, which I appreciated. We could watch the questioning and all the back and forth. So the clock was going, oh, and our side was arguing first. The clock was going tick, 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 tick from 10 to 10.30. And I'm praying without ceasing over this young man who was arguing our case for life in this case that hopefully will turn to overturning Roe v. Wade. But anyway, and the clock kept going, 10.32, 10.33, 10.34, 10.45. I really don't quite remember when they finished. I think maybe the whole hour. So then the court flipped to the other side, arguing against life, and same thing, about an hour. So that in itself was revolutionary. Nobody talks about it, but, but being a, a kind of a quiet court watcher, it really caught my attention. It told me that the justices understand how critical that case was, because it is historic for the destiny of the nation. We are, we're judging whether um, America is going to continue to support the shedding of innocent blood, which brings a curse on the land by law, or not. And this is huge. So again, just the very fact that the court met for that whole two hours that morning tells me volumes. What's happening now is that we don't know. And maybe Cassandra might want to share a minute or two in a minute, but if you're not aware, we're really not going to hear the final decision whether the court's going to rule for Mississippi to uphold their, their law to um, prevent the, the abortions after 15 weeks of a child being born in utero or not. The, and some of you know this, but we have to wait till June for the decision to make public. That's amazing. And they're taking nine, how many months it is, nine months, to write their opinions and go back and forth and argue, discuss. Technically, the week that they argued the case or heard the arguments, each of the justices would have made their decision. And now they go into just back in the chambers and just writing, writing, writing these lengthy opinions. To recall, the chief justice is John Roberts. The others, the side of the conservatives is Samuel Lito, Justice Clarence Thomas. Justice Neil Gorsuch, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. This gives us five um, justices who are conservative. We're not sure about John Roberts, unfortunately. He sometimes has a swing vote, but five to the good. The others are Samuel Lito, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Stephen Breyer, Elena Kagan, and Sonia Sotomayor. It's thought they are definitely going to vote against uh, Mississippi being able to impose their law for life. So that's where we sit. In order to pull this off, I hope that's not too much vernacular because it's so critical. And I appreciate Cassandra's thoughts. We have to maintain as intercessors a siege mentality. Having done all, we stand. The force of intercession 
surrounding that one morning is way beyond anything I have ever experienced in my walk in Christ. I don't know if perhaps uh, Sue or Fred might want to comment, but I felt the force of the intercession of the saints across the nation, not just that day, but going into it, you know, that week. We were all just crying out for life, crying repentance. There were 24 hours of prayer calls. I won't get all the details with you, but it was phenomenal. We can't drop this. Well, God birthed that week in order to hold it so they don't change their minds or these opinions. We have to hold the line, just like maybe in football. We can't drop this until we see that the deed has been done, and that's when it goes public in June. And I do welcome my new friend, Cassandra. I'm sure you were there. I was home watching. I'm older. <laughs> anyway, uh, December 1, what are your thoughts, and what would you like to share with us, Cassandra? Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Pleasure to be here. And I was here. I've been to most of the rallies that have happened here at the Supreme Court. And there was actually something that happened that was, I believe it was a prophetic sign of what is about to happen. So there was a lady and I've been doing a little bit of independent press, but there was a lady that I met that and she was a member of the press and she was standing out here and she told me, she said, I am depressed. I am supposed to be in the middle. She said, but I keep getting pulled to the Christians. And she said, I keep going over here. And, and she, told, she said, I've had five abortions. And, and she said, and, and I, I hate what I did. And I asked her, I said, do you believe in, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? And she said, yes. And I said, have you repented? And she said, have you told God you're sorry for what you did? And she said, yes. And I said, the Bible says that he remembers our sins no more. And so it's blotted out, forgotten. You've got to forgive yourself and forgive the men. And so as this whole thing was happening, I felt that she uh, was symbolic of the swing as the swing yeah. vote for this yeah. case yeah. and Please, i truly uh, believe that we are in a war but it was also really encouraging because a lot of time the people who are advancing in morality and lawlessness with all of the lewd stuff they have vastly outnumbered us many times before but this time it was 10 to 1 and mm. there people were standing up for righteousness and so i know that this is for sure a battle but I'm standing on, let just Amos 524, let justice roll like a river and righteousness like a never failing stream. That's wonderful. I'm going to invite you, Cassandra, right now as we pause here together and you're on site right there, boots in the ground, to maybe put your hand back toward the court and let's pray together as the justices continue in the months ahead of the opinions that they will hear and do God's will and that we will maintain as intercessors the siege positioning until the deed has, the die has been cast with it. Go right ahead, hon, thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Father, I just want to thank you, God, for this court, that this court is a symbol of justice throughout the entire world. And Father, we just declare that the, the scales of justice are tipping in favor of righteousness. And so, Lord, I just ask you right now, I pray for every single justice. And I just pray, Lord God, that the fear of the Lord would fall. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I pray for wise counsel. We break any, any intimidation 
temptation that the enemy or even the threats that come. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would strengthen these men and women that sit in these seats in this court. And Lord, I ask you right now that even regarding this and many other cases that are coming down the way, that you would continue to release your divine strategy, Lord God, that you would continue to give your intercessors, the watchmen on the wall, the uh, the plans of hell, that, that you would lay out the enemy's playbook. And Lord, we declare that we are with you. We are seated in victory. And so we declare victory over the nation. And Lord, I know that this is about what is being birthed. The attack is on the womb. And Lord God, you are birthing something new in America. And we declare that this birth, this new birth is not going to be aborted, but it is coming out full term and beautiful and healthy for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Uh, our, our, is there anybody else on this call screen who would like to offer prayer that life will be upheld in our nation? Praise God. We'll open it up to others. Thank you. Allison, go for Hi. it. Would you like to pray for the Jets? Thank you. Okay. I am a pro-lifer in Israel and I, I, I oh. just, you know, you are in my heart, guys. Even yeah. in Brazil, I said, stand with the United States because we will impact Israel also, all the world. So, hallelujah. So, Father, we, we bring before you this judge, Father, and the Bible says that uh, the heart of the king uh, is like a river in your hands, Father, and you do pray, Father, that you move the judge, Father, we do pray that, that in alignment, Father, with your word, with your laws, Father, in Yeshua's name, Father, we do pray for revelation for the judge, Father, we pray favor, Father. In Yeshua's name, Father, you can you can change their minds, Father. And you do pray that you work in their hearts, Father. In Yeshua's name, and let righteous arise, righteousness arise, Father. In Yeshua's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Roberta. Thank you, uh, Gail Levin. I know you were travailing, salt and light team. Would you like to offer your prayers? Well, thank you, hon. Sure. Um, looking at uh, Zach, I'm, I'm sorry, where he's talking to Zerubbabel. I will shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn the thrones of kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations, overturn the chariots, the people riding in them, the horses and the riders will fall, each by the sword of his brother. When that day comes, says Adonai, I will take you, Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shatiel, says Adonai, and wear you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, says Adonai, Father, these are chosen times. These are curious moments, Lord God. You are moving in the earth realm. Father God, this is a time where we are seeing a turning of hearts. We are seeing that which was upside down coming right side up. Even as that which is right side up is trying to go upside down, you are greater. He who's in us is greater than he who's in the world. And so, Father, we pray, pray over every court, every justice, every decision. And we thank you for the attorneys. We thank you for the attorneys who are standing in the gap, Lord yeah. God, that they are our, it's like Zerubbabel. They are wearing the signet ring. They are going in. They are consecrated by the Lord. They're not just here. They're here for a time such as this. They're not just speaking. They're speaking the heart of God. They are penetrating the darkness. They are going into the places where the evil was, and they are inserting the light of Jesus, the salt and light that is turning the hearts of kings, Lord God. And so we thank you for the attorneys, Lord God, that they are like Zerubbabel. They are chosen by you. They are sent by you. 
the commission by you. And we bless each and every one of them for the words of their mouth and the thoughts of their intentions of their hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Praise God. This is such a critical issue. I wonder if anybody else would like to share a prayer. Sue, would you want to weigh in? God bless you, hon. Yeah, I would like to lay in because I put in there the last paragraph of the declaration that was made over the laying of the cornerstone of the Supreme Court in 1932. And the last sentence I want to point to, it says, for it shall know that the Lord has built this house and that his justice reigns therein. So, Father, tonight, as we stand in the gap and Cassandra is there on ground, we lay those words up before you as a remembrance of what you have spoken over that building, that justice shall reign therein. And I'm going to just declare your word, God, over that building. For we know we are in, in a very difficult time in the United States, Father. And we stand in the gap and stand on Isaiah 26, 9. We realize that for when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. So, Father, whatever is going through those uh, the the Supreme Court justices' minds right now, Father, I pray that the mind of Christ would be put upon them. Would you release them from the grip of the law of man to and call them to the higher law of God that is in the earth? Mm-hmm. You will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters will overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death will be annulled. And your agreement with Shoal will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. As often as it goes out, it will take you. For morning by morning, it will pass over. And by day and by night, it will not be a terror just to understand the report. So, Father, I pray that the report will be a shift into righteousness, Father, as the plummet is being laid over the Supreme Court, over our nation at this hour, you are calling us to make a decision. Choose you this day who you will serve, America. This day, we choose the Lord. We we call forth the remnant that will contend for righteousness to be established at the gates of this nation in Jesus' name. I'd just like to pray into the timeline because, Sarah, I think you said it's nine months before you'll get your judgment. Is that right? I, I don't know about, I know it's next June. If that's nine months, then that's nine months. It's, yeah, it's actually seven since uh, the 1st of December. But it's just, when you said nine months, it to, I suddenly realized it sounds a long time. And then I realized that actually nine months is the is actually the gestation period for birth. So, wow. Amen. I think it was maybe a prophetic thing that you were just mentioning nine months. And whereas I was thinking, oh, that's a long time for a judgment. Lord, I just know that you have said that as a prophetic act, that it's as the birthing happens that mm-hmm. will be the time when this whole thing will break, not only in your nation, but in the nations of the world. And oh, we're just yeah. standing for the UK, who also have problems, and South Africa is also on my heart, and Israel as well. And I just uh, praise you and thank you that, Lord, you're going to bring this to pass. Uh, mm-hmm. I just feel it in my spirit that it's going to happen in nine months, if that's the timeline. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I see a friend's name, Shanta Edwards is with us tonight. 
Philadelphia. Shasta, did you want to offer a prayer about this real um, the Mississippi case at the Supreme Court and yes. what the justices are doing now for the next few months? Thank you, Shanta. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord. You are our government, Father. Everything is on your shoulders. And Father God, we bless these judges, Lord, and the Supreme Court judges, Father. We don't know what they're going through, Lord. They are there, right there, fighting the devil, right there, Lord God, at the gates. So Father, we ask that you'll touch each and every one of them, the one that are for and the one that are against, Lord. You touch them, Father, in these nine months, Lord, we ask that you'll change them so drastically from inside out that they'll amaze, be amazed the country, Father God, and amaze themselves because you can do that as you're forming the baby for that nine months. Lord, you can change these Supreme Court judges. So we commit them into your hands, Lord. We know you have a purpose and a plan and your ways are not our ways, oh God. We just praise you, we magnify you, and we bless, we bless, and we bless, Lord. Because the more we bless, the doors would be open for you to work. We do not want to curse. We want to bless, oh God. So we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for each and every soul that's praying nonstop, 24-7, oh God. All over the world, people are praying. And you will not, you said, your words will not come back void. And when so many thousands praying, Lord, and your here is being, you're hearing every prayer. So we thank you. We commit this time into your hands and we pray for victory and we bless you, bless you, bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Shanta. God bless you. Cassandra, I know you have a little more news from the court. What's on my heart is the Texas case. Is that something you'd like to share about? If not, I'll try to share what's happened with the Texas case. I will let you brief on that one. Okay, Texas uh, has had a similar ruling in their, in their state forbidding abortions from being performed after I think it was 15 weeks. And there's been a struggle similar in the court the whole fall anyway. And the good news is the court has let that, that ruling stand. In other words, they're not going to rule on it. They're going to just let them continue on with the case as it is, or the law as it is. And this is tremendous. To me, it's a signal. The court's going in the right direction. The five who are conservatives on record have stood with Texas. And uh, this may be a great precursor as we go into the major event, Mississippi. And I don't, please forgive me. I, have, I don't understand anything about law, but what I understand is for reasons only God and the, and the lawyers know, when the Mississippi case is settled to the good, this will be the precursor for the overruling of Roe v. Wade across the country. And the shedding of innocent blood in our nation will be against the law. And that'll be a time of great rejoicing. So thank you. But the Texas case, that was wonderful. Now let's go back to Cassandra. I understand you have something else for us from the court. I think I've covered all that. I know I can't. Regina was not feeling well when she was trying to give me the briefing. So I know that there's a few things that I'm leaving out and I'm so sorry about that. That's all right. That's okay. We're just so grateful you're there. Thank um, you. It's a, it's a pleasure. This is a watch from the wall and you take your hand and plug it into the wall in the right place and all the electricity and the anointing of the intercession just flows right through the person and hits the mark. 
And it's not so much the person, if, if uh, I want to say this the right way, it, God uses us as his vessels. So it's a chosen vessel to be in the right place at the right time, plugging in and hitting the mark where all of our intercession, all of our energy and prayer that changes things flows and hits the mark. So thank you for being there and hitting the mark for us tonight. God bless you, Cassandra. All right, any other thoughts about the Supreme Court activities? I don't pretend to have a corner on the whole market here. Another big one, again, is the Build Back Better, Build Back, whatever it's called, from It's a Monster. I've lost track of how many trillions of dollars it is now. Is it three and a half trillion in this bill? Maybe Sue or Fred have been tracking better than I have. But it's... I think it changes about every other day, doesn't it? Uh, it's probably why I don't quite know, but it's in the trillions. Yeah, yeah the amount is based in deception. Yeah. There is anywhere from, I've heard anything from anywhere from between two and a half and five trillion dollars, depending on how you look at it. And they're trying their best to, to cover up the, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the expense actually is. We know that we know that there's all kinds of riders within this bill that are quite dangerous. And forgive me, I didn't have the opportunity, Sue, to, to do my homework and rattle off all of this for you. But Intercessors for America has done a great job with this kind of research, as has Breaking Christian News. So if you're familiar, all of you, with any of those organizations and ministries, please go there for the details that go on and on and on. What I do know is that the Republicans, now it's passed the House, that's done. So now it's in the Senate. <clears throat> Uh, the Republicans have drawn a line in the sand, and every single Republican is going to vote against the passage of the Build Back Better bill when it hits the floor for a vote. They're standing united, shoulder to shoulder. They're not going to let it pass. They don't have a majority by themselves. But there's one Democrat, Joe Manchin, and I think we talked about him earlier in these calls, who is saying, no, he will not allow this bill. He's not going to vote for this bill. And uh, the last couple days, Biden had Joe Manchin even in the White House. It was all over the news. And he was going to do everything he could, Biden, to twist his arm and push him and whatever, have him vote Biden's way for the bill. And Biden's saying no. I'm concerned for Biden's life and safety. And I'd like to stop for a minute before we go to the bill and really pray about pray for this gentleman. We don't know his heart if he's what we call a born-again Christian. But he sure lives a good life. He, he lives on a, a boat in the Potomac River. <laughs> That's his home in D.C. And it's called Almost Heaven, the name of his boat. His main home is uh, in West Virginia, where he's the governor or the senator. But he's just a, a godly man. He's a good man. And his heart is our heart to stop this bill. I see him as um, the little Dutch boy with the figure in the dike. And we need to pray for Joe Manchin for this actual safety of his very life. And I wonder if anybody on the call at this point, you may not know much about him, but if the spirit stirs you to lift up this mighty man of God, to continue to stand strong for righteousness and against passage of this wicked, wicked bill, we appreciate your intercession. So let me stand down and see if somebody would like to pick that up. How about Israel? Roberta? Thank you. 
Yes, Father, we bring this, the, the president of America before you. Father, we do pray your protection. Father, you do pray the mind of Christ manifest in his behavior. Father, in Yeshua's name, Father, we pray that he will be in alignment with the purpose that you have for America. Father, Yeshua's name, we bless him, Father, with uh, his spiritual blessings, with the fear of the Lord. We bless it. John mentions is another man, Father, in Yeshua's name. We declare Isaiah, Father, that no, pros no weapon will prosper against them, Father. Right. In Yeshua's name, Father, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.